0: Hi, and welcome to part three of Disease Causes Disease. And yeah, I'm going to sound really excited because this episode starts. Well, it's kind of a downer. I'm not really going to lie about that. I'll just give out some trigger warnings right now. If any of you guys are triggered by drug use, domestic violence, or any of those sort of things, this part three might not be for you. But we have other episodes that'll be great. Just not this one. Probably not.
1: And I really wanted to play on the Snoopy Bounce House, just having had surgery. Uh, but I just remember strolling right past it, and that was like the greatest want in my heart was to play on that Snoopy Bounce House. All these other kids were having fun, and I was just like, what? All the other kids are there? Why, I'm a kid. Why can't I do the thing?
0: I want to do the kid thing. I want
1: to do the kid thing.
0: No. Not lot.
1: It's a clubhouse, no girls allowed.
0: It was at this point I learned how to mix, properly mix a whiskey and coke.
1: How are you so late in life diagnosed with ADD, being (laughs) hung up on details that just aren't important at the time?
0: Well, don't be using your science in here. (laughs) So anyway, that's how I went so long. That's That's for my daughter, the important one. They're using up all the science on her, all that science magic with all the witches standing around the cauldron. They're doing that all for her. They're going to keep her going. They're going to keep her going. Like, if you wanted to commit a murder and transport some bodies, this is the van. I imagine it involved a lot of the devil's dandruff. Some friends going, I got this, bro. Let's go. Let's go. People are disgusting and sick. And thank you for listening. You're our kind of people. So I would work at the cemetery to get money and dad would one time he, while I was sleeping, got into my wallet and stole all the money in it to go buy crack. I was very upset with him. He told me he needed it for bills and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, stop it. No, you don't. So I know what you're doing. He said, Oh, I'll pay you back. I'll pay pay you back. First of all, don't worry about it. Second of all, if you need to don't ever take, always ask. I said, I can't tell you no, but if you ask me, at least you'll feel less terrible. Cause he would always feel terrible mm-hmm. once he, you know, he got over it and came back to it. Cause I mean, he's not a bad person. It's just drugs make good people do bad things because drugs are bad. Okay. But I mean, even before the crack, I mean, he was very withdrawn anyway. He didn't really want to hang out with, he did want to be a dad, you know, so to speak. He wanted to get fucked up. And then once the crack thing started, he really didn't want to be around and would just randomly disappear. And, you know, very quickly, you know, bills aren't getting paid, including the mortgage and stuff and mom's back to work. You know, plus Sandra's anti-rejection medication was not cheap. And so mom's working third shift and dad would just disappear, smoke and crack and then come back when he didn't have any monies and he couldn't borrow any from anyone anymore or couldn't get it fronted to him anymore. And so that's when he went from powder to rocks. And then that's when rocks translated to divorce um, because eventually mama had enough of his bullshit. And, you know, I mean, I'd lie a bit cause I wouldn't tell her that, you know, dad would get 60 bucks or a hundred bucks for me, whatever it is I had because why she was just going to be mad at me. And what was I going to do? Fist fight a six foot one Dutchman? <laughs> you know, maybe I hit my peak height at the time, which is, you know, five ten. So well, actually, no, I didn't. I didn't stop around. I was 21. So I'm like five, seven and I don't know, 107 pounds. And we already covered that the floor in our bedroom was concrete <laughs> with a small amount of what we'll call carpeting. W- what was I going to do, right? The only line I ever drew was not for him not to take money out of David's Mickey Mouse wallet. I don't know why, but it, because it was Mickey Mouse, it just struck me as that he wasn't old enough to be involved. So I told him as long as he stayed out of David's wallet, I would never tell him no. That stuck, oddly. But not before he pawned my rifle, his rifle, everything else in the house that wasn't nailed down or had value. So, you know, anyway, I'll file for divorce. I mean, really, it was all Sandra's fault because Sandra wasn't around, which allowed him to get back into doing the powder to begin with. And because she wasn't around, mom wasn't around, so... Every time Sandra came home, Dad would get in trouble. So Sandra caused Dad all kinds of problems.
1: That's what I do.
0: Mm Hmm. I mean, is that how you remember it? Because that's sure how it felt to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, things aren't. Um, I'm trying trying to remember like my earliest memories of Dad. Nah, I I remember him picking us up at. The Zerlots one time and I think it was snowing outside and mom was not home and he came to kiss and he, he started yelling at me cause I, I said, um, I said a swear word in the backseat of the Nova and <laughs> I don't remember what it was and he, he like freaked out on me and I was just like, Oh, what
0: the fuck are you doing saying shit?
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Pretty, pretty sure it was ass.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I I mean, that was great. And he'd also get in trouble for pawning us off places, which, by the way, is how I learned how to cook. So I learned how to cook, how to do laundry, how to make sure kids got their homework done, (laughs) all the responsible things. But the divorce was pretty bitter. Oh, yeah. To put it mildly. I mean, we covered a bit of that in the, the Grand Haven uh, a- episode, um, the aftermath of it. I mean, it was, it was very bitter. Dad didn't want a divorce. Mom very much wanted a divorce, but not from dad, from his drug addiction. And I was stupid. You know, I was 15 and... You know, I thought, cause again, you know, every time he'd come back down, he was all apologetic. And I'm telling you, he meant every word of it, you know, that eventually he'd be able to beat it again and he wasn't going to, you know, spoiler alert, uh, not for a while. So he, um, I mean, he lost his house, right? Lost the kids. He had to pay child support on three of them. Spoiler alert: I wasn't there anymore. Uh, soon after, I was living in at Grandma's house. Grandma Lois's, his his mom's, and because I I wanted to keep an eye on Dad because he was there. He you know he had his camper trailer in the backyard there after the campground thing didn't work out. Got to pay a lot rent and. You know, I said in that "We Are Family" episode, I was going to tell you the story that oh yeah, we haven't recorded that yet. <laughs> so about why he lost his job at Gage, and then I didn't tell you, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure where to to tell it because it's not a it's not a good story, it's not a happy story, you know, or anything like that. But so, Dad, you know, he's an a mechanic. He works on cars, and so he worked at a dealership. And one of the things you do is, you know, when you get done fixing a car, you test drive it. Well, he test drove one to the next town over, which happens to have the farmer's market. It was getting fucked up. Got into an accident and totaled a customer's car.
1: Holy shit.
0: So dad was spiraling beyond out of control. So I, I told, you know, in the, I think it was at the Grand Haven episode. And I said, my my worry was, is that I knew without us kids, he was, we were his last anchor. Otherwise he wasn't going to be long for this world. I mean, you know, while we we're in Grand Haven, um, dad and I would go to Narcotics Anonymous meetings. I would take him and, you know, they, they tell you over and over again in there, you know, there's only two, there's only two outcomes. For, for addicts. Either there's institution or there's death. Those that's it. That's it. I mean that was, there's there's no there's no C. So you get clean and you take it one day at a time. That's all you can do. Well so he wore out his stay in Grand Haven. So the camper went to grandma's, started working at the the dealership in town close by. I hired him back and, um, didn't last very long. So dad's friend, Harold dad's worked up. He's very, very angry about the divorce. He doesn't want to get divorced. He wants to make things right. Cause dad really wanted to fix things. So Harold goes out and they go out bar hopping and they go out for one reason and one reason only to get fucked up and to start a fight. Now, Harold, love the guy. Um, if he was on King of the Hill, he would not be out of place. You wouldn't notice.
1: If lucky had a less successful brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (coughs) <coughs> Lucky slipped in pee and he got himself a settlement and a big old truck. Mm-hmm. Harold could never.
0: Correct. Even though he did hurt himself at work, he just got fired. <laughs> but I mean, <sighs> Harold's a good guy, man. I mean, like just small stuff. Like I need to break some of Bonneville and I, you would think that my dad being a mechanic, like I would know something. No, no. I was being a little girl and playing on a computer, um, an Apple IIe learning how to program. And, you know.
1: What are you even doing? Those will never take off.
0: I know. Like a queer, I'm over here playing around on a corn pewter, you know, a passing fad. (laughs) Not learning any discernible life skills like how to fix a tractor. So, Enjoying this podcasting equipment? How am I at audio engineering? Oh, thank you. So Harold changed my back brakes, which I was never going to figure out because like it had drum brakes, which I didn't know what that meant. But once he took the tire off, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, I can't play this game of Jenga. So it looked like mousetrap. I couldn't figure it out. And then again, nor could Harold, because it took him – over a 30 pack. But God damn it. I had brakes on both those rear tires. So, but that was also the day I found out why he was so helpful to our family. Boy, did he want to fuck mom?
1: He sure did.
0: Oh Lord. I'm like, you know, your wife's inside. right?
1: <laughs> she's fucking someone else.
0: Exactly. She's fucking that diesel mechanic down at the, which by the way, I'm like, how do you know she's cheating on you? because she blew out the, she uh, burned up the rings in her car I'm like cars have rings oh my god that's lovely but n- apparently like her car wouldn't start so he he like she put ether in there to start it cuz it was cold well that's what you do with diesels not with gasoline engines cuz you know you burn them up so anyway that's how that happened i mean there was other helpful guys too like jeff he always wanted to help mom, too, but.
1: Yeah, I bet he did. He really
0: wanted to fuck her a lot. Um, At least she was of age. Got to give him credit on that. I know, I know. Don't speak ill of the dead. Spoiler alert, Jeff's dead, too. But. Recently. Yeah, very recent. Very recent. So, anyway, Harold takes dad out to go drinking and fighting. Well. They didn't want to do any fight, and everybody knew what they were there for. Everybody steered clear of them to Yahoo's. But anyway, Harold is like a buck twenty,
1: yeah, 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 yeah,
0: and and twenty pounds of that's his mustache. So anyway, that's the point. Um, they came back, and so we're in the the trailer, and me and Harold stay up late, late, keeping an eye on him, and so it's like. Four thirty in the morning or something, and it's like, all right, I right, go to bed. We wanted to keep an eye on Dad because he was worked up, but he was like, he came in trailer, we drank a little bit, and he fell literally face first into his bed. And by four thirty in the morning, like, he still hadn't moved. Like I was wondering if he was a corpse, <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm going go to bed. So I went to bed. and I get woke up in the morning by grandma letting me know the police are there and I'm like grandma whatever it is I probably didn't do it and she's like no they're looking for your father and I'm like did they check the camper he's not there I'm like what the fuck so he had left and went to mom's house and I was like, oh, oh." and that's a bit, mm, Ooh, that's a, that's a spicy meatball. Mm. He went there with the intention of killing himself. At least that's what he told me. However, when he got there, uh, mom was in bed with his friend who we haven't mentioned yet, a different friend. I told him to get out which very manly man he left
1: he sure did in a quick hurry
0: <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like he hesitated however I was not there um Sandra Christina and David were um do, do you want to tell what ensued because I mean I, I know what I I was told uh, from mom and dad and trying to decipher their stories but
1: so, this was either right after we started school or just before in September. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it was a Saturday morning. I came up the stairs, and um, Dad was standing in the living room, and I thought that was very odd because um, my parents are divorced. I was like, I understood that now that they're divorced, like, Dad won't be here anymore. And I was like, okay, but he's here right now. I'm like, what, what is happening? And then... um I don't remember where everyone was at, but eventually, um, so the guy left. Um, but um David was sitting across from me in the love seat, and then mom was seated on the big couch with Christina just ahead of her closest to dad. And that's when I realized once we're all out there, uh dad has a shotgun in his hands and i'm very confused because i'm like why does he have a gun uh because at the at this point it felt very like the the electricity wasn't in the area i was like these are, these are my this is just you know it's just my dad that's sitting here uh mm-hmm. standing here but then once i realized that he had a gun and i'm just like why does he have a gun and uh and then he starts hollering at mom about i don't even remember what what all he said i do remember him saying uh so that we could understand it he's just like oh well she's been naked with this guy and naked with that guy and uh carrying on carrying on and she's just like mark this is not the place for this this is not the time and he's just like oh no we're gonna talk about it and uh he's like While he's, like, gesturing with his hands, he's, like, using the shotgun as an extended part of his arm to, like, gesture. And the whole time he's doing, every time he does it, Mom grabs Christina by the shoulders and, like, pulls her into her, uh, trying not to make any sudden movements. And I don't remember how long this interaction went on, but it felt like hours. And um, eventually he points the gun at Mom... And he's just like, you. He's like, get up. Get up now. He's like, we're going outside. And she said, no, we're not. And he said, yes, we are. And she, uh, she gets up. She leaves Christina on the couch and gets ahead of him. And she starts walking down the stairs. And all of a sudden, I hear the... Because he had kicked her down the stairs and her hollering. Mm. And from all the times that I've heard, you two guys... <laughs> throwing one or the other down. I knew uh-huh. what the sound was cause it was very familiar, <laughs> but not in this context. And, um, I heard the front door open and shut. And then once we realized you we were all outside, all three of us are looking at each other. Like, what, what do we do now? What is happening? And I guess we were, we were all waiting for a gunshot basically that he was going to shoot himself or her. We're mm-hmm. like, we, we don't know what's happening. um, but uh, we we all just sat in our chairs, like none of us moved. And then, um, I don't know what happened after that, but he took off. I think the the guy that was there um, called the police.
0: He sure did, from across the trailer across the street. Okay.
1: And um, so, by the time that they showed up, Dad had left, like he took off through the woods. He did. And they found him via K-9 unit. Mm-hmm. And um, so, they they got a hold of him. And then, um, mom, I don't remember where she ended up at, but I remember sitting, sitting at the dining table, talking to the officers about what I had seen, what was said. And then we weirdly like transitioned into them, like trying to comfort me. Um, (laughs) I remember it just being like, Fe- feeling very like oh, okay, so we're we're uh, so things are okay now, right? So they're just like, oh, what do you, what do you like to do? What keeps you busy? And I was like, oh, I like artwork. And I was like, I went and got some of my drawings. They're like, oh, do you, you're draw? You're an artist? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So I went and got some of my stuff, and I laid them out on the mm-hmm. table. And I was just like, yeah, this is Like I completely like wrote off what just happened.
0: Whenever she can get an audience.
1: That's right. I said, <laughs> oh, let me as as my drawings tumble across the table i'm just like yeah this is my impressionist period and this is my blue period and this is when well i'm gonna have to have a new period now because my dad just came in with a gun and kicked my mom down a flight of stairs and i'm not really sure how to express that on the paper yet but um just get me a new box of cranes the one with the sharpener you know you know know, the 64 count you know the one so um
0: Maybe the impressionist.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So, I just remember that being um, very odd that he – and he had asked me about the – and I was just like, really? You want me to go get these right now? And I was just like, okay. And it just – that part felt very normal that I'm just like, okay, I guess I'll go get them. Oh, it's
0: fucked up and you want to see stuff. All right. (laughs) okay. Tuesday. So,
1: so I remember that, but I also remember David being a basket case because – the, you know, this is early-ish morning Saturday, so the house is locked up. And Dad couldn't get into the house, so he had crawled up the front of the deck, the balcony deck that ran across mm-hmm. the front of our house. He which we all knew how to climb up the deck when we accidentally <laughs> locked ourselves out of the house. Sure did.
0: It's what the TV antennas for.
1: That's right. <laughs> Shimmy right up that thing. And um but our slider was locked. And um so David was one of the first ones up that he saw dad was standing on the deck. So he's just like, Oh, that's my dad. So he let him in. So David was racked with guilt that he's the one who let in the bad guy. And he's just, he's like, I don't, he's like, I just, he's like, he didn't necessarily ask me. He, I just saw him standing there. Like, he's like, well, obviously he needed in it's September. It's kind of cold out in the morning. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll let him in whatever. And, um, So that happened. (laughs) (laughs) So David thinks it's his fault.
0: Mm.
1: And um, yeah. And then I remember for about two or three weeks after that happened, we went and stayed at at least, I don't know where David went, um, but Christina and I stayed at her friend's house, the McGarvey's, who are just around the corner, um, that their kids and us were all on the same bus route and stuff. And um, so we stayed at the McGarvey's for two, three weeks and i remember not liking it because obviously everything was different but everything was like really different there um like they're you know they're not making the same meals that our mom mm-hmm. makes just like
0: <clears throat> they use hellmans instead of Miracle whip
1: yeah <laughs> 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 like every every like my whole you know schedule of what i had as a kid at the time was like upset and i like that's i remember that's what upset me the most was was that but that that time was because our mom was in a recovery period, because she had been kicked down a flight of stairs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, for her for her to come back and be at least um, a whole person again to uh, attend to her children. So, that's that's basically what I remember from that time period. I guess that's, uh,
0: that's what I got. No, that's that's good stuff because. I- well, yeah, I'll, I'll pick up where I left off on my okay. experience of it. So I go upstairs to go greet the police because they want to talk to me because mm-hmm. I was the last person that saw him, right? And Harold, they want to talk to Harold, but obviously he's not there, right? And um, here is the thing: they called Harold.
1: Okay.
0: They didn't call me, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they called me, but physically. So I, I get up there and they're fucking yelling at me, wanting to know where he is. I am like, I don't know, man. I left him in the camper. I'm like, when was that? Four thirty in the morning. Where's he at right now? And I'm like, if he's not in the camper, I have no idea. But, you know, I'm like, I'm a scumbag to them. So, like, they think I'm lying. Like, I planned this or I have right. something to do with it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, I'm going to go find him, though. Because they told me he ran off. And I'm like, look, man, I don't know where he is. I said, I'm going to go look for him, though. And they're like, well, you're not going to. I said You just said the wrong word. Come on, grandma. Let's go get dad i like, but you don't know where he is? And I'm like, well, you said he took off on foot. Couldn't have got too far. So I arrive and they have canines and stuff out looking for him. And I don't know where he is, but I know all the hiding spots because I used to smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I do me, right? I go and I take off. I walk through the backyard down the hill to that not finished house uh-huh. down there. I was like, all right, I used to smoke weed and... Um, what not in here. Okay. He's not in here. Let's go down to the bridge. Okay. He's not in the bridge. Let's come back up and around. Okay. There's this bend over here by where the old trash dump was. Um, that's a good spot to smoke weed. Um, he wasn't in any of those. I mean, where he was, is he was sitting on the hill on the other side of Tom Wells garage, looking uh-huh. over. But the reason why I did what I did is I knew he wouldn't be in the places that I smoked weed because dad was a up, So he could just smoke weed in the house. I don't know that I should admit this out loud. I might have to edit this later. (laughs) As you pointed out, it was a bit chilly. September morning. I grabbed dad's jacket and put that on. That's why the canines couldn't find him. (laughs) Dad turned himself in. The dogs didn't find him. He came and walked down from the hill. I walked a very big loop where I was quite confident he wouldn't be. Wow. So that was a thing. (sighs) Fast forward, there was a trial. Dad was in jail for a solid year before he was supposed to go to trial because of that guy that decapitated his wife. That was a thing too, same time. So they, they never prepared a case for him and he ended up taking a plea bargain. It was the last continuance. So they were, they had no more continuances. And so they offered him a plea. And like an idiot, he took it because they had had no time to prepare the case because they kept working on the guy who decapitated his wife's head. And so he got, what was it five to 15 plus two was the plea bargain? Because originally he was charged with attempted murder, kidnapping or attempted kidnapping, felony weapons, home invasion. There's like multiple counts, I think, of the kidnapping anyway so he pled it down to home invasion and felony weapons so felony weapons is a mandatory minimum two years and it must run uh, concurrent can't run consecutive so he did you know he ended up doing his time he got out on his first bid for parole um, because he's expensive he has glaucoma and they didn't want to pay for his eye drops that were like $2,000 a month so they paroled him but yeah, it was crazy seeing him in the jail all the time and, to you know, talk to him through the telephone and whatnot while looking at him through glass. Mm-hmm. It was during that time I got to go to detention myself too. So we exchanged letters while I was in uh, a <laughs> juvenile program because <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't talk to mom for a long time after that. Cause I had, you know, dad telling me one thing. He told me he never pointed the gun at her.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, that is a lie.
0: I'm sure that he did. But it's not the point. It's not the reason I was upset with mom. And so like I've covered like what I did for you kids, right? Like when you guys come like how I thought. I was like, they got to eat. They got to have clothes. They got to have their homework done. They got to this. They got to that. Right. So what I couldn't wrap my mind around is what you said. She pulled Christina tight. Both of them agreed that she put a kid in front of her mm-hmm. and that was the part I couldn't get over with mom I told her I said look it doesn't matter whether you're telling the truth or dad's telling the truth if you're telling the truth that you thought dad was going to kill you and he pointed a gun at you you hid behind one of your children what the hell's wrong with you like for me I couldn't get over that for for a lot of years and it wasn't even until I like I had kids and I was finally like I got to get over it, you know? And, you know, Christina talked me through it a bit too, but it was, it was mostly Amy on that one. You know, she was like, well, it was a long time ago, people do dumb things when they're scared. And I'm like, yeah, but you never know how you're going to react in certain situations. But like, I couldn't in any way imagine engaging in that behavior. Like that would be the, opposite not just of what I would like idealize what I would do like when I heard it it was just a complete foreign concept like I didn't believe that she did that but it's in the police report and that was a struggle for me I mean dad was still scumbag for what he did he wasn't high on crack when he did that right he was drunk as fuck but it's not an excuse for your actions but my point is is like he he did that and the only reason that I was I had an easier time with, with dad was because, A, he didn't kill her. I mean, he said he didn't point a gun. I didn't really buy it. But it was because the person who I thought was being a grown-up the whole time committed the worst sin of all. I was like, out of everything everybody did, that was the one thing. Again, getting hung up on one thing. But th- I couldn't get past that. I'm like, it doesn't matter what the hell's going on. There is no way I would have done that with one of my siblings. And I mean, at this time I you know, by the time I had kids, I'm like, I still it was even more I couldn't couldn't figure it out. But, you know, eventually I I mean, I'm sure in in, in her mind, he wouldn't shoot that way. But if you really believe somebody's out of their MF and mind and they're insane. Right. I mean, it's kinda like I told David. You know, I was like, it doesn't matter that you unlock the slider. It's glass. If he wanted to come in, he was coming in. All you did was prevent the replacement of a window. That's all you did. Yep. So because of you, it's not as drafty in the house. That is the only decision that you made was to make the house less drafty. He was drunk with a gun had made it all the way there. He had already made a determination as to what it was he was going to do and do it. But You know, David's weird, so he struggled with that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's the 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 end of my bullet points to cover on on this episode. So, what did I miss? Anything to add? Because <sighs> I did a whole lot of talking this time, and I don't like that. So everybody likes you.
1: Well. So much of this, it's, it's more helpful that when it's coming from your point of view, because obviously you're going to remember more of it. Yeah. Um. And also not just remember more of it, but understand what was actually happening in the moment.
0: Well, yeah, and the thing was, is like, I was the official go-between between the two. Right. Because I was the responsible one. You know, and that was hard on your mom. My God, it was that hard on your mom. And that it caused a lot of problems. I don't know that I'm going to cover in this particular format, but I mean, she was livid with me because she felt I was siding with dad during the divorce and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, it's just nobody. He's going to be dead. Like if I don't do something and help him through this, whatever this is, I have two sisters and a brother who are not going to have a father. That's not up for debate. If you don't want a husband, that's fine. That's your right. But I'm not going to stand idle and not let my two sisters and a brother have a father because they didn't know you guys never knew him the way I got to know him before mm-hmm. he got into the powder Coke and and went down his path again. You guys never got to meet that man. I did. I'm not saying he was a great father, but he was a good one. You, you know, he, He's not off of leave it to beaver or something. I mean, <laughs> let's be clear. Um, but he was a good guy. You know, he, he, he's not a rocket scientist or whatever, you know, nothing like that. It's just, he was a good person and he is a good person and he would be a, at least a positive influence. And you were never going to experience that. Christina felt she knew him because he doted on her. Mm hmm. You ruined his life. So, but, (laughs) and David so desperately wanted a dad Mm -hmm. the entire time. And he got robbed of that too, because, you know, dad fell back into this stuff when I was what, 13. So David would have been 11. So he never really got to like when he needed a father the most, he wasn't going to get it. That was already long since gone. When I was at the age where I guess, you know, being a boy or whatever, I guess I, I was supposed to have a father, that's when mine went off the deep end. And you know, I still wanted David to have the experience of 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 the mark that I knew, right the dad I knew, and I wanted Christina to have that, and I really wanted you to have that because I could tell he resented you, so could I, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it wasn't lost on you, but it so i I don't know, yeah, it caused a lot of problems, and your mom was very mad at me, but after that incident, I couldn't i I wasn't mad at her. I didn't have any respect for her as a human being. I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't find a path to that. And it was eventually when I had kids, what changed my mind was, is I didn't want to deny my kids, a grandmother, the same way that you guys were denied a father.
1: That makes sense.
0: You know, cause then I was just doing the same thing. Right. So, suck it up, Buttercup. You know, and I
1: have a sweatshirt that says that. <laughs> Damn <laughs> it! Why am I, I not guess we wear? can't.
0: Oh my god, we can't do that for merch then. So I just have one quick question: Is that your bondage, dear? <laughs> do you guys have an S and M, dear? What is going on? What if we do? I look. That's great. I'm. I'm curious.
1: <laughs> so I have a. I haven't gone hunting in a while just cuz I don't like being cold. Um but I, his uh his reins need to be put back into his uh
0: reins you say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the first buck that I shot, it's a small 8 point that I got on the last youth hunt that I was young enough to participate for. So I was 16 and um
0: Oh, please. You could still apply for the license and no one would would know the difference.
1: (laughs) So, because of the person that my mom was with at the time, he's just like, oh, you have to have it's your first buck. You have to have it fully taxidermied. And um, so he helped us bring it to his local taxidermist, only to uh, in his true form uh, drop the ball at the last minute and be like, oh, I'm not paying for this. (laughs) And so my mom had to pay eight hundred dollars to have this animal taxidermied shoulder mount onto the onto the wall. It's a really nice deer. It is
0: nice, yeah. And absolutely. he is an
1: award winning winning taxidermist, so he did a nice job. Oh,
0: excellent job.
1: But also had I had just had the skull cap on a piece of wood, would have been sufficient. Just as happy. Um But since since we bought our house, I was just like, well, where am I going to put this deer? I can't put anything above my fireplace because our walls and ceiling uh, are plaster and there are actually no stud supports above our fireplace. So I can't even hang a TV on the wall. So So. for
0: all of you, uh, you know, manly men, construction workers, there, uh, carpenters and such or pansy-ass architects and engineers that would be lacking plaster she's referring to go ahead make one hole in the wall make one hole
1: <laughs> one hole and and uh yeah so i had to find the, where the stud was in the wall when i decided to finally hang it up because it was in the closet downstairs and i was just like my mom paid a lot of money for this so i was like i should probably be displaying it
0: yeah you're bondage dear yeah so I just he's calling
1: he... it my bondage deer because even though it's hung up on the wall, <laughs> I decorated it for Christmas by buying um, like fake leather material and sleigh bells, and so it has a harness made to look like one of Santa's reindeer. It has a a halter on it with little little jingle bells.
0: Your deer has a halter top.
1: Technically, it's a bridle because it's <laughs> it has reins and. The halter is just the the thing that horses wear around their face when they're out in the field. But when it's got when it's got the straps that hang off the cheeks, that's mm. reins.
0: Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, that's the vibe I was getting. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, look at Rudolph." Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> because I love to decorate for Christmas and I have no chill, I was just like, "How can I decorate this dead animal
0: for yeah, uh, for the
1: holidays?" <laughs> so that's what I came up with.
0: Well, I would say excellent work and well done. Thank you. Mm. Is there anything else you would like to add?
1: There probably, I mean, once we're off the mic, I'm going to think of something. Do you have any uh, questions?
0: No, yeah. I was really curious about the the, the time, I guess, at, at the house with Dad, because I'd never heard it from your guys' perspective. Um, Because I didn't want to know because I thought I would just, that would just ensure I would never talk to mom again. Right.
1: (laughs) Which, so dad never directly, like he never pointed and aimed it directly at her, like looking down Mm -hmm. the sights. But it was absolutely in her general direction the entire time.
0: Ah, He said he only ever motioned with it.
1: Well, he did that while he was talking, but while it was at rest, it was pointed at her.
0: Mm.
1: Her and Christina.
0: Man, that girl was doomed. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, then next up, we're going to have to record another episode. We need to get, sit down with mom. So now you can understand why this is an appropriate outro. <laughs> Please Thank you all for listening.
1: I can't stand the sound. I'll see you again soon. Your pain is painful and it's death. is breaking as i sit up in my bed i told that you didn't mean those nasty things you said you fight about money about me and my brother and this i come home to
0: this is my shelter we hope you've enjoyed the series you've just listened to And yes, that was a bit of foreshadowing at the end. We did, in fact, sit down and record an interview with Sandra and I's mother. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It's Sandra's special episode, and it's called Sandra. It's all about me. Because, of course, (laughs) fucking is.